Aha! Pansexual. Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. If you're listening to the first broadcast of the show, or pretty much any time, whether you're listening by on demand podcast, no matter how you're listening through three CR dot org dot AU or an eight five five AM or digital. Thanks for tuning in. Out of the Pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. And on the show today, have a look at the recently released Curtin University study, the first major Australian um, study of trans mental health. And um, wow, this is a big one. Um, Lots of information in there. But um, also today, I um, got rolled out recently, so to speak. No, I don't mind being rolled out to do a talk. Like Mia Dyson from the Parking Lots album of um, 2005, the opening track, Roll Me Out, I got rolled out to do a speech, which I don't mind doing. Gee, I'm sitting behind a microphone now, so you kind of think I could do it. Um, But I had the honour of speaking at International Women's Day for where I live out to the, um, just to the east of Melbourne, I call it just into the middle of the suburbia, um, for the city of Manningham, about 15 k's east of the city. Um, And... I have to say it was just an amazing event. Um, some great speakers um, on the panel, Kate Gorman, the actress, talking about home birthing. Um, Sarah um, talking about um, benevolence, a secular Muslim retreat. I'm not far from where I live in the eastern suburbs. And I had the honour of speaking as well. So I thought I'd um, replay the speech for you. And um, it was a great uh, little gathering um, at uh, Manningham Secondary College. And we were welcomed with music. There was food. There was refreshment. But most of all, we were discussing women's issues. And so um, I naturally spoke about trans, but other things as well. So without further ado, here's part one of what I had to say. Thank you, Deputy Mayor. I too would very much acknowledge the original inhabitants of the land and pay respect to Elders past and present. And to add... Two additional things to that, I would very much uh, acknowledge the contribution of our lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex elders and acknowledge their unique contribution to diversity and intersectionality on and around the land. And welcome to people of all genders, all, which is a good lead into a story which most stories start with um, once upon a time or on this day a child was born or something like that. I'm going to start in the middle just to be different. On the 27th of April 1995, after I'll say I'd been physically living for around 29 and a half years. And that might seem an odd place to start, but when one wakes up or finds out information at that point that really is the key to a whole life, it's the critical place to start. 
because on that day I managed to connect with a health professional who said, and these were her exact words at the time, they may not be strictly accurate, that some people are born male but are more feminine than masculine, some need to identify as female and that's called transgender. And so I'd lived for 29 and a half years without having one of the most critical pieces of jigsaw in my life, which is going to lead to a very um, difficult sort of um, existence if you're, in simple terms, what your soul is saying you need to be is going over that way and your life is going over that way, well, yes, you are going to get torn apart. I think I've just strained a shoulder muscle, but uh, <laughs> I'm off to the gym. But um, it was a, a really interesting turning point. And something in me knew at that point that life was going to change and it was going to be a very much more um, different journey to where I'd been in the past. I'm going to come back to that 29 and a half years, interestingly, towards the end. So I started at that point, but I mentioned that I'd had trouble finding a health professional who knew about these issues. And this is actually still an issue today, and only in the last 24 hours um, has a piece of research emerged. Um, it's not officially launched yet, so I can't give you a link, but from Curtin University, which looks at the state of health of transgender people in Australia and how few supportive trans health profession—sorry, uh, health professionals who are supportive of transgender issues there are. And that is still a big issue 20 years on. So the right to health care for all is um, something that I think uh, there is crossover on for many people, and it's still an issue. But um, the other issues that have come up for me along life's journey. And yes, transgender's been a part, and I'll spend some time talking about that. But other issues that have come up, surely the right to have, um, to have um, we'll say, direction over one's body or control is an important issue. But unfortunately, laws in most of Australia's states and territories in relation to birth certificates dictate that transgender people can only change their birth certificate after certain surgeries rather than based on their legitimate sense of self-identity. And so if we're talking about the rights to control bodies, there are very many similar issues that affect women, including transgender women. The fact that someone might force me to have a surgery that I don't want or that or other trans people is a real issue for trans women and still is in most jurisdictions in the world. And in that sense, um, that's something I've had to overcome. But there are other parts to me apart from transgender. As um, someone who is of two Jewish parents and identifies as Jewish, and it was very interesting listening to Mandy's story um, I went through, I did have a coming of age ritual, it was obviously the wrong one, I had a bar mitzvah. It didn't quite fit, um, because I don't think I was really going to come of age as a man at 13. And it didn't, I did feel out of sorts at that time. And it just it never felt right. What was wrong with me? So I've hinted at what that gap is in the first 29 and a half years of my life. But I can say that I did get some closure on this. No, I didn't get 
um, a bat mitzvah at, say, about um, 13 years after 1995, so in 2008 I was a bit disorganised. But I can happily um, point out that last year was the first ever Pride Shabbat service in Melbourne held down at Temple Beth in St Kilda. I could say with tongue dryly in cheek it was the first time I'd been to synagogue voluntarily in my life, but uh, as it was for many of my friends too, of all sorts. But it says something that the crowd for that Friday night service of 300 people was one of the biggest Friday night um, um, numbers they've ever had and shows that support. And the point is that people are, to use the word, intersectional. We are not just one thing. I am not just a woman who's experienced transgender issues. I have a faith. I have um, other things, a sexual orientation. I have a religion. I have a football team. No, hang on, they're the, those last two are the same thing. Sorry. But, um, and I'm not going to alienate 17 out of 18 of you by telling you which team it is. Um, um, I'll say it's a team that's had to battle. That, that leaves it reasonably broad. But um, the point is we're all people of multiple parts. And then I think it's really, really important that uh, we have this need to be ourselves and provided we're being true to ourselves, we're not harming anyone else, and preferably as a friend of mine who says it's nice to be nice, we're being nice to each other, then we have that right, but also I feel we have an innate need to be ourselves. And it's been a journey to get to that point where I have um, come to work out parts of, my of myself, indeed. Um, so, um, yeah, um, a very interesting, um, a, a great occasion to be a part of, sorry, and um, one that... Um, was, um, as I say, two other great speakers and a great night and very empowering. And it's just always, it's always great to meet um, for me. You know, yes, I'm settled in my gender journey now, but it's always great to hear about other speakers and what they have to say. And as I said, Kate um, Gorman and Sarah um, were just two, two amazing women as well. I'll come back with part two of um, the of what I had to say um, for International Women's Day out in Manningham um, very soon. But in the meantime, well, I think we can very much say an amazing uh, female performer. Here's Deborah Conway from the 90s. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan. with. Have you heard about 3CR's national programs? Coming at you on community radio stations around Australia, produced in the studios of 3CR Melbourne. Services will be cut, jobs may well be lost and workers' entitlements will be undermined. Their basic human rights are as important as everyone else. Over 200 million years, individual species have evolved. I mean, birds were once dinosaurs. Anything nasty online seems to be targeted against women. Muckety is a bad deal, but muckety is absolutely not a done deal. You're listening to Women on the Line. Welcome again to Lost in Science. And welcome to another edition of the Radioactive Show. You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Hello and welcome to Accent of Women. Anarchus Wall this week. Listen to Beyond Zero, global warming science, solutions and action. You are listening to Let the Bands Play. Tune in to Stick Together, worker stories and union news. Grassroots Voices broadcast weekly on the Community Radio Network. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Paul Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, straight out of New York City. 
I'm checking in with Australia on 855 on your AM dial. And remember, community radio is subscription-sponsored, and I think it's incredibly important to always remember that it's a different perspective. Check it. Community radio now and beyond. DJ Spooky. I couldn't resist that. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan um, with Sally. And if you want to get in touch with the show, um, you can do so by a number of means. Out of the Pan, 855 at gmail.com. Text 61401-078-981. And on... um, Twitter at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or look for the show on Facebook, my page, or Out of the Pans page. It's pretty easy. Well, um, we heard from Deborah Conway from the String of Pearls album. Of, I didn't realise that was 1991. Um, time flies when you're having fun. And Under My Skin, and of course, what the, um, one of Australia's great female contributors. So if we're Replaying a speech about International Women's Day, that seems perfectly logical and appropriate to play a Deborah Conway song. All right. Well, um, as I said, I was giving a speech for International Women's Day in uh, my home patch, so to speak, the city of Manningham. Uh, as I often say, it's not the latte belt, it's not the queer belt, but I like it. It's just nice. And there does seem to be um, a bit of queer visibility out there now. I had some, um, heard some good things happening, um, including that there is visibility beginning to happen um, in the city of Manningham, and I think that people are quietly moving towards it. It may be a conservative area, but that doesn't mean that it's prejudiced um, at all. I've lived there now coming up five years, actually, this week, um, virtually to the day, and um, I have never had a problem there. I think people are just living their lives, and there's been lots of good stuff as well, so it was an honour to contribute to International Women's Day. Let's have a listen to the second part of what I had to say. How to make them work. Separately then, to add more parts into the equation, and I am someone who has the recognised mental health um, situation of cyclothymia. Cyclothymia, to put it simply but reasonably accurately, is uh, a smaller version of bipolar. And to do my best um, visual, and no, we didn't, I didn't need the PowerPoint for this one, um, if bipolar is really sharp ups and downs, cyclothymia is halfway in between. And so it has been a challenge to overcome, to deal with that, first of all, to find out about it. And because for some reason, although it's listed in the psychologists and psychiatrists, um, book, so to speak, the, di- the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual. For some reason it's not diagnosed very often, but if it's there, it's there. But knowing what it was and being able to work with it has been incredibly helpful. And the other two parts of me that, well there are two more parts, there are of course plenty more, but the other two that I don't talk about, well actually sorry, I, don't talk, I do talk about them, but I, w- I want to talk about uh, surprise, surprise, I'm an introvert. Now, people always think introverts hate public speaking. That's not true. We're, we love public speaking if it's something we're passionate about, which is why I've got a timer down here, because I've only got a, short, a, a certain amount of time, and I'll, otherwise I won't shut up. But the other part of me is also I'm a highly sensitive person. I take in information deeply, and I feel sometimes in a sensitive world, sensitivity of all sorts is undervalued. So it's been a journey 
on a range of roads and on a range of highways. But I suppose the critical one which brings us here today that I've had to make happen is my need to identify as female and unfortunately to be honest some people have tried to deny me that right out of their own um, different view on life that they think they have a right to impose their views on others rather than let other people be themselves. And in a way though, is, I would see that as the same as other women who are denied the right to be their particular faith, who are denied rights to their body and who are denied rights to many other things, to education for example. And so I've had journeys that are very, very similar. But I suppose this is where I come back to the first 29 and a half years. And to use a phrase from training that I present, we do an exercise called an X in a sea of zeros, where people, to get an idea of what it's like to be different, have to think back to what it's like. And it doesn't have to be in terms of gender identity or sexual orientation. It could be just anything. And it really doesn't matter what the experience. What happens when you're different, but what, what are the feelings? And we write a whole list of feelings down. And people come up with isolated, judged, and just thinking about tonight, secretive, guarded. One can't be open. Like Mandy, who just spoke, if you'd said to me 20 years ago, I'd be up here doing, um, speaking in front of an unknown audience, I think I would have said, uh, and I acknowledge the police in the audience, uh, pull over, driver, blow into the bag, please, because of you would have had too many. But the thing is, that isolation was the learning curve. And for me, that's the critical thing. That if I, Some people often say, if you had your time again, what would you do? Well, you don't have your time again, you learn. And the thing that I've learned is that I'd much rather reach out to people. And knowing what I do about all our speakers tonight, I feel like we're all just trying to do the same thing. We're trying to work together to be ourselves, to work with other people, to be with the people we care about, to achieve our potential. And unfortunately, of course, women, but also I think it's fair to say people whose gender identity is other than male or female get less of a chance to do that. And that is the thing that I have learnt in very, very much in my journey is to learn to reach out to other people, both for myself as an individual, but also in terms of what I do. And I want to say it's a great pleasure tonight after living in Manningham for five years. This is actually the first time I've spoken to a public audience in that time. So it's somewhat of a personal landmark and I like where I live and I'd like to reach out more to Manningham because it's a great place to live. There's places to walk dogs. There's lots of good food. We had some of it before we came in. And um, there's lots of good, diverse people around. And not surprisingly, a few years ago, when I did an exercise on what my values are, what drives me, gee, surprise, surprise, my biggest value was diversity. And I like it, and that's why I've enjoyed and want to continue to enjoy living in Manningham and being a part of it. So I want to leave you with one thought, and I think it is something about making it happen on International Women's Day. And this um, might seem at first like a really understandable piece of human right. And this is uh, um, the, this quote that I'm about to give 
is what I actually sign my personal emails with. Transgender Victoria won't let me do it. I'll tell you why in a minute when I do Transgender Victoria emails. But it comes from a situation where a friend in America, this happened in America, where a friend, a, if I can use the phrase, a white or Caucasian person, was inducting his friend into a Hall of Fame. And his friend was the first um, person of colour to hold a world championship in his field. Why I said this was going to be an unlikely source of human rights philosophy is the induction was someone being inducted into the World Wrestling Entertainment Hall of Fame. And it seems highly unlikely that a guy who wears a Western hat who was inducting his friend in would um, give me a quote that I, as a human rights advocate, in a way, I would use for to sign my emails with. But as someone who likes irony, paradox and diversity, it's stuck with me now for five years. So I'll leave you with this quote from a guy called John Bradshaw Layfield, who said that when you break through barriers, you can't be equal. You have to be better than the person that stuck those barriers up to begin with. And in line, linking that to the idea of working together, I think if we get through the barriers together, we can make it better for all women. Thanks for the opportunity. There it was. And as per every show, every speech, yes, I managed to work in a World Wrestling Entertainment reference. But it is very, very important. And I think as we go on, this issue of working together and the issues of intersectionality are becoming more and more um, prevalent uh, in the things that we do. It's great, for example, being here at 3CR, where there are just so many great shows and a strong sense of empowerment for women, um, which is you know, it's now 10 years um, um, or just gone that I've been here and I very, very much um, enjoy being a part of um, 3CR because of that, amongst, of course, many reasons that there is that level of respect. So I um, hope there's plenty of food for thoughts in there, um, plenty of things to think about, um, that, yeah, um, there's all sorts of... Um, Women everywhere working together, people looking for the right to give birth the way they want, the right maybe to give birth at all rather than um, or or to not give birth, all those sorts of things where you know one wonders you know, let 's focus on what we have in common and work together, and really um, the differences sort of melt away a bit we 're all just trying to live our lives um, and get a fair go all right, take it um, end this part of the show with. Well, I think another great female artist and um, Wendy Matthews from her Best Of compilation in 1999. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3CR.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Um, on a Sunday afternoon or wherever, whenever you are listening to an on-demand or podcast version of the show. Um, Wendy Matthews from the Best Of album of 1999, a compilation to, of course, that point um, from about the first four albums I think Wendy had put out. Um, and A Woman's Got to Have It, also a version of the song that was originally recorded by Roberta Flack, I've Got to Have You, um, Don't Want to Be With Nobody But You, um, from the Absent Friends album, These Streets, um, 
and other well-known ones, Let's Kiss Like Angels Do, The Day Went Away, all those sorts of tracks. Just a smooth singer and very awesome um, performer, of course. Fortunately, something not so awesome um, happening um, around Australia at the moment, and that's the, I think I'd have, I'd, I hate exaggerating, but I think it's the horrendous situation, situation re trans and gender-diverse mental health. We had a bit of a hint of this in the youth part of things um, last year with From Blues to Rainbows, released in September last year. Just hit your search engine and that will come up. Well, this one, if you hit Curtin University Beyond Blue, you will get to um, this report. The first Australian national trans mental health study. Um, no offence meant in labels. They went with trans. Um, no one's saying any labels right or wrong. But um, it's interesting. The preface just begins with that health. the health of trans people in Australia is in a state of crisis. Well, horrendous, crisis, um, critical, whatever word you want to use. Um, yeah. That's pretty much where it's at. Um, it says that some people are living happy and healthy lives, and I'd consider myself, despite having a, a recognised mental health situation, to be someone who is you know, reasonably happy. I'm aware that there's a heck of a lot of terms to um, trans and gender-diverse people who are not. Um, and um, the issue of um, self-harm is very prevalent um, in this um, issue. Uh, in this report, and um, the um, you know the particularly issues um, that are highlighted: inconsistent um, state um, and territory laws covering equal opportunity law, although the federal law um, um, will make a difference, and trigger warning um, in terms of mental health and suicide. The report is dedicated to those we have lost to suicide. Um, so what's the synopsis of it? Um, there's a 946 people, which I'm no statistical researchy person. One unit at second year uni was enough for me. But um, ac according to all the statisticians I know, in terms of a percentage of po relative population, that is pretty big. Um, so that's, I think, something that either people are there and wanting to contribute to make a difference. Um, shows more people are coming out. At least there's a teensy positive in there. Um, um, 482 trans women, 51%. 232 trans men, 24%. 136 assigned female at birth, as it says here, or recorded female, but now non-binary. 14.4 and 96% assigned male at birth, non-binary, 10.1%. So once again, 24.5% non-binary identity and that's similar to from blues to rainbows 33 percent so this is um, becoming very very noticeable for someone who's been out 20 years the shift to a kaleidoscope of gender identities and expressions is is happily remarkable one could say um, but unfortunately sort of the mental health issues are um, quite horrendous here 44% experiencing clinically relevant depressive symptoms, 29% major depressive syndrome, 5% another, 18% panic, 17% anxiety, and again, difficulty, 21% thoughts of suicidal ideation in the preceding two weeks of the survey. Um, and to put them into context, um, trans people appear four times more likely to have ever been diagnosed with depression than the general population, 
one and a half times more likely to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. And here's the big one, as per the preface of this report. The proportion of participants currently affected by anxiety or depression was greater than the lifetime prevalence of anxiety and depression disorders in the general population. So, you know, sure, um, you know, currently anyone could possibly have that, but um, this is greater than the lifetime for the entire population. So I think that puts it in real context. Um, and um, the people experiencing depression um, varied in terms of hormones for those needing them, 40% if you're on them, but um, 58% if you weren't, which shows that you know, for many people, of course, not everyone, hormones and then possibly surgery later, um, very, very important. Um, the surgery situation, those who had had surgery or some form, as it calls it here, 35% having depression, but 51% if you haven't. So hormones and surgery definitely improve quality of life. Um, um, so um, people um, have, um, and it seemed that the binary trans people are more likely to have depression and the non-binary anxiety disorder. And that would be worth having a think about, I suppose, in a society that is so binary, it can be stressful, although you may in yourself find your, as I call it, dot on the kaleidoscope. Um, but perhaps the depression for trans binary people who need um, surgery and or hormones and or surgery is, is an issue. Um, so all sorts of things going on there and people talking about how difficult it was to get hormone therapy but rewarding once they were able to start, um, poss- unable to find types of surgery in Australia and, <coughs> excuse me, um, the thing is that um, going, jumping through to the conclusion um, of and these, and these are pretty important, a multidisciplinary clinic in each state and territory within the public health system to provide health care. I mean, there's just way too much pressure on the Monash Clinic in Melbourne, um, which people come to from all over Australia. So that's a heck of a lot of travel to start with if you're coming, say, from Broome or um, Cape York Peninsula or something. Health departments developing clear referral pathways and protocols. And here's a critical one, which I know some health professionals ain't going to like, and I almost have to say stiff biscuits. Healthcare for trans people on an informed consent model rather than a gatekeeping approach. So simply, if someone honestly believes they're transgender, um, they should just be able to, the same as any procedure, be, be talked through any possible risks. You know, there can be side effects of hormones, um, such as um, emotional risk. There can, I'm not a doctor, but I understand there can be risks for trans women taking female hormones if they're smokers. Um, rather than a gatekeeping approach, this approach that has to make sure you're acceptable enough to be trans because um, someone else thinks you should be. And one wonders if the gatekeepers are trying to keep their monopoly on healthcare or other things. Trans health must be part of a multi multidisciplinary health curriculums, i.e., teach it at uni to doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, everyone, social work. Um, state and territory governments develop a simple and consistent process for changing legal sex, as it's called here. We'll call it the marker. Um, medical intervention, obviously, not a prerequisite and no forced trans divorce. Government agencies and others, service providers, adequate training to deal with trans people. 
um, safe at schools and other educational institutions, mental health services um, should develop mental health promotion interventions, suicide preventions and um, research, making this a priority. Well, I think, you know, at least in broad brushstrokes, we've got enough research um, on the overall situation, the diversity within diversity, such as trans and culturally and linguistic diverse, trans and sex workers, I think we could probably, for example, we could do with more, and I know there's work going on for trans and original inhabitants, and also particularly for trans people in the Northern Territory, um, where there hasn't been a lot of research. But as one person um, says here, one participant, we are not monsters, I do not expect it to be treated as one. So there's a lot of um, thoughts in here um, just to try to have a look at um, what made helped people, which I think is always important to know, um, factors so that positively affected mental health, feeling, as this trans man said, feeling man enough, being treated as male, um, being able to be a woman, interact with people in a, in a and this is the words, a normal female way. Um, transition has changed my mental health, no longer suffer depression, anxiety is rare. Knowing that I am now the person I should have been, the bright colours I now see because every day is precious. So there's a lot of the positives. And I think, you know, we've got research everywhere on this. Um, Northern Ireland, there's one um, piece, it's called Speaking from the Margins, put out by Trans Equality Northern Ireland just on a year ago. And they found that 78% of trans people had suicidal ideation um, prior to transition, 4% afterwards. So the, the patterns are pretty similar. And just in the last week, there's been um, health research released from four countries in Europe. There's been a report in New Zealand. It's all saying much the same thing. We can you know, juggle the stats, if you like, or look at differences. But the underlying issues are the same in this area. So a very worthwhile report if you just um, put Beyond Blue Curtin University Trans into your search engine. Um, the first Australian National Mental Health Survey will come up and rest assured trans people involved will be um, using hard copies to bash down government doors in a very, very big way because I, you know, people, I don't like exaggeration, I don't like hyperbole, but words like crisis and all the rest I think are pretty relevant now in this area. There's just not enough people who can do it. The waiting lists are huge. And I think state, territory, federal governments and of all sorts are going to need to take note. So, yep, have a read of it, about 90 pages. Um, but there's the, we'll say, the findings and what needs to happen, which I'd have to say, of course, probably every trans and gender diverse person knows. But to have it put out starkly, succinctly, clearly has got to be, in the end, worthwhile and just, I think if we implemented one thing in one place, it would save a life. If we did it everywhere in Australia, it would save a lot of lives and make a heck of a lot of our lives better. Um, and to those health professionals who won't work with us on what we need, here's a track from the Notting Hillbillies um, that sums up my feelings. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email 
email info at buy-alliance.org. This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 8.55 a.m., Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. It can. If we work together collectively, we can do this. It's happening. It can be done. 3CR, 855am, digital3cr.org.au, sowing the seeds of dissent for change on all sorts of things. And on this show, Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Um, So, um, we just heard from the Notting Hillbillies featuring Mark Knopfler on lead vocals on that particular track, but uh, most of their vocals on that album called... um, Missing, presumed, having a good time, um, were by Brendan Croker, and um, only, to my knowledge, they formed for one album um, in 1990. Having a 90s uh, moment today, why not? Because we can. All right, what other things can we do? Talk about things. What are coming up in the Transpan type of worlds? TG Meetup is on this Tuesday night at DTs, um, the second Tuesday of the month, the 14th. Um, for trans and gender diverse people or trans and cross-dressers as, and as well, I should say. check um, Find the group on meetup.com. Um, the Polyvic Discussion Group is down at Palookaville in Brunswick Street, also on the second Tuesday, um, 7.15 for 7.30. I've got to say the social last month, which happens on a Sunday night, was a corker. Um, the, the joint was rocking and pretty much everyone was... Um, sort of um, had the pretty much the poly people had the whole of the downstairs going. So um, poly palooka is all happening. Pretty sure the cafe night's on for Seahorse, um, Radio Bar, 79 Gertrude Street. And Friday night, Bent TV um, is on at 10 o'clock at your place. And if you're out or you're having an early night, um, like me, in bed with a glass of warm milk at 9.30, you can um, catch it on um, benttv.org.au or Bent TV's YouTube channel. And provocation for Kingsters on Friday the 17th um, at Getty's Bar in the city. And Ausgender on Friday the 18th. Um, at um, a private residence. So lots of things coming up um, in our communities um, that are happening. Just about out of time, next week on the show, something that's coming up, I'll be chatting with four people from the Melbourne Aces, a group covering asexuality, which, well, I I never said I knew it all. I am madly doing that odd concept for radio research um commercial radio doesn't know uh, sorry commercial media doesn't really know what that is anymore i don't think but um i'm going to do it because i think this is real is an important aspect of sexuality and we'll find out all about it um for people have um, volunteered to come in which i think is awesome so um we'll have a, a huge chat about that next week and get their particular perspectives and see what we can learn in the meantime though Um, I'd better get out of here. And for those listening on Sunday, um, Freedom of Species is up next. But take it out today. Um, Well, and I should mention, I'm sorry, for if there was anything distressing about that mental health report, please contact QLife, which includes Switchboard here in Victoria, 
0399663 or 1800-184527, Lifeline 131114. Um, so, yeah, not good stuff, but we can hope that in the words of Paul Kelly and the messages from the comedy album of 1990 that it does get brighter. I think if everyone works together, it can. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.